What's up, everybody, and welcome to ITG Daily, the show that brings you the hottest in gaming news each and every day. Seems like another day in the neighborhood around here, Scott, as uh, we talk about more layoffs. What's on today's show? Yes, unfortunately, beginning off with one of those news events again, Electronic Arts layoffs and cancellations. They are extensive and far-reaching. From that, we go to Neil Druckmann. Is he out of games? Has he done enough? Maybe it's time for him to just finish up, but we also have GTA 6 devs returning to work because GTA 6 is still a, well, still a little bit of a way. It is, but it's in the final hours would be my guessing suggestion, right? So everybody wants to hold on tight. No more leaks allowed, everybody over at Rockstar. Let's keep this going, right? Let's, let's be wowed, I think, once again as we get into the world of GTA 6. Dude, I'm so excited. But let's talk about it today. Electronic Arts, layoffs, and a cancellation. Well, Scott, 2024 continues to kind of suck. I'll be honest. Electronic Arts lays off 670 workers, cancels upcoming Star Wars shooter from Respawn Entertainment. Wow. Samuel Tolbert. This one hurts. Central. Yeah, man, this one hurts a lot. I'm shocked. I'm honestly shocked by this. It's another day in 2024, which means there's more mass layoffs in the games industry. Ah, Wednesday's Enjoy. culprit. Oh, yeah, exactly. Wednesday, Wednesday's culprit is publisher Electronic Arts which announced that it is cutting 670 workers, or about 5% of its current workforce, as shared by GamesIndustry.biz. As part of these closures, Electronic Arts is cancelling an upcoming Star Wars shooter that was being developed by Respawn Entertainment. You know, the people we actually trust with Star Wars? Yeah, they just cancelled their latest game. Oh, and shooters. Yeah, exactly. This game, which was announced back in 2022 alongside a Star Wars strategy game and a sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, was still in early development, but was rumored to feature a Mandalorian character. <laughs> Though it's not necessarily the titular... Oh. Yeah, it doesn't tie in with the show or anything, right? No. Not the point. This is not the point. And it... Man. Let's continue. <clears throat> Let's just continue with the bad news. Electronic Arts is also closing Ridgeline Games, a studio in Seattle... Seattle, Washington, that was founded in order to develop a campaign for the next Battlefield game. Oh, boy. Criterion will now be leading single-player efforts for the future of Battlefield titles. Criterion, you know the guys behind all the racing games? Yeah, let's put them in the Battlefield. Oh, I bet they'll do a better job than Battlefield 2042's Zero campaign, but... The previously announced Iron Man and Black Panther game, which is being developed by Motive Studio and Cliffhanger Games, respectively, are still in development. Well, at least there's that they're holding on to still, Scott. I don't know about that one, but we'll see how it goes. All of this comes with as Electronic Arts already laid off 774 employees back in March of 2023, which was at the time 6% of the company. Man, oh man. And an additional 50 employees were laid off from Bioware later in the year, with the studio declaring that it needed to be agile in developing Dragon Age Dreadwolf and the Mass Effect game. Neither game currently has a release date. The loss of a new shooter set apart of the Star Wars universe and being developed by Respawn Entertainment is a big blow to the hopes of anyone who likes everything about the premise. Electronic Arts is yep. continuing to slim down his projects. Slow <clears throat> player, uh, so players should overall expect less games with a great focus on live service projects. This doesn't mean there won't be any new games, of course. Star Wars Jedi Survivor 
also developed by Respawn Entertainment, was the ninth best-selling game of the year in the U.S. It seems overwhelmingly likely that Respawn will, at the very least, close out the trilogy with one final game starring Cal. Ugh, man. Okay, now I'm pulling in article number two. EA has canceled Respawn Star Wars first-person shooter. Andy Robinson over VGC. So we'll see how much we have to recap here. But announced in 2022, the FPS was being helmed by LucasArts veteran and Medal of Honor co-creator Peter Hushman, who previously worked on the original Battlefield game or Battlefront games, The Force Unleashed, and more. In a statement published on Wednesday, alongside an announcement of nearly 700 company-wide layoffs, EA Entertainment President Laura Mealy said said that after a review. It had decided Respawn should focus on the Jedi and Apex Legends series. Quote, Respawn's unique ability to connect with players and create exceptional game experiences is unrivaled in entertainment. End quote. She said in a statement, quote, As we've looked at Respawn's portfolio over the last few months, what's clear is the games our players are most excited about are Jedi and Respawn's rich library of owned brands. Scott. I'm wondering what that rich library would be. How about Titanfall? That's the one that's missing out of my category. <laughs> oh my goodness. <clears throat> Knowing this, we have decided to pivot away from early development on a Star Wars FPX action game to focus our efforts on new projects based on our own brands while providing support for existing games. It's always hard to walk away from a project, and this decision is not a reflection of the team's talent, tenacity, or passion they have for the game. Giving fans the next installments of the iconic franchises they want is the definition of blockbuster storytelling and the right place to focus. Last, dude, they could have just spun up a whole new franchise here by giving us this FPS. We already have the Survivor series. Why not go with this other one? It's coming off a of respawn, who is already well known. First of all, let's, before we even get into the Star Wars cancellation, back it up. Back it up always our hearts are going out to all the devs that are affected by this 700 employees almost 700 employees again day in day out dude i don't know what else to do at this point but we just keep talking about another studio closure another studio getting laid off another studio getting hit with layoffs another it's just when is this going to stop scott super massive another studio just got hit right like there's so many just keep coming day in and day out it's exhausting well, until there's until it appears like there's almost nobody left how could these continue for so long until these companies are just a memory of the past because especially if we're going to start closing off some of the things that could have produced new ips and it feels like just backing up <clears throat> into a corner and yeah. it, we're seeing respawn backed up into a corner they're going to start pulling out some of their own ips does that mean titanfall if it is a Titanfall three, this would be the 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 worst way to get it. I don't want a consolation Titanfall. No, and I don't think anybody at Respawn wants to do it that way either, right? They don't want to. No. Well, we're gonna have to go back to Titanfall because the big wigs at EA say that's what we need to do, right? Like that's it's not how you do that. Not especially in the creative field. You don't get. You shouldn't pigeonhole people into producing things. And this is why we get some of the failures that we do get, right? Because they their heart's not in it. And then we yeah. see the decline of the game comes out, and then a month later, nobody talks about it, right? But yet, Jedi Survivor, as a prime example, right, made massive money. 
dude, $443 million. Up 30% in game revenue in the Q, Q1 of 2023 last year. Why would you not go with another Star Wars IP that I'd be betting, I'd be willing to bet on, dude, would do just as good. It's a first-person shooter from a company, a studio, that does a first-person battle royale. And then you partner that with the fact that they're the ones that are at the helm right now when it comes to Star Wars and leading the charge very, very successfully. So what do you do? You marry those two together, Scott. Mm-hmm. It does sound like a no-brainer that way. <clears throat> Is there just not enough of an operating budget and it had to be cut for reasons like that? But to favor um, what? Putting everybody back onto Apex? That sounds like pigeonholing some of those developers too. And I'm sure some of them love to do it. That's not the case. But sure. Uh, this is so frustrating to see, and EA just kind of fumbled the ball once again. Uh, it seems that way, honestly. It really does. It feels like we're going back to the days where EA is the worst company in the games industry, right? We're kind of getting to that point once again. Hopefully not, because they've been able to crawl out of that here with Star Wars at the leading yeah. charge, with Apex being there as well, right? Then you get talk about Battlefront or Battlefield. Dude, 2042 was a disaster. Then. Granted, they've turned themselves around. I'll give it to them. They have. They dropped it. To compare it to where it is now, it's a whole different game, mm-hmm. right? At the end of the day, it's a, it's a different game. Which I'm happy to see that Dice was able to pay attention to listen to the fans and then really kind of get back on it where the, the game should be for players, right? I think that's one of the most welcoming things. What's that mean? For they the definitely future? lost that's money studio. on that. Absolutely lost money. But when you're one studio is leading most of the other studios eda why what are you doing to them right like that's yeah. my biggest question will we get titanfall 3 scott is that coming now uh it very well might be but that's not the way i want it yeah no absolutely again once again right hearts go out to everybody affected hopefully they can land on their feet but day in and day out we're just that is the worst part of all of this absolutely but dude the pool of unemployed devs now is absolutely incredibly large incredibly large so what happens to these people do they go now and go you know what i'm done with the games industry all we do is hear about layoff after layoff i'm done i'm out i hope that's not the case i really do these are talented gifted people and i think they actually belong in this industry to give us the games that we should have got like this star wars shooter i don't know time will tell Scott, everybody wants to just kind of pack it in eventually at one point, right? Well, Neil Druckmann isn't any different. Doesn't know if he has many games left in him, in fact. Grant Taylor Hill, over at Insider Gaming. In a recent interview, Neil Druckmann dropped some intimate revelations about his occupational fatigue, stressing how tough it is, how it has been managing to do multiple studios around the world during the development of some of the biggest and most ambitious games ever made, such as The Last of Us and Part 2. He talked about desiring to spend more time with his family and how he doesn't see himself doing this forever at this scale. We'll get back to that part in a second. Ultimately, the Naughty Dog co-president suggested he might not have many more games left in him. In 2023, The Last of Us was released to critical acclaim and became the most highly awarded game in history. In 2020, The Last of Us Part 2 launched under similar circumstances and 
while some controversial issues split the community. <laughs> sure did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was warranted, though. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, <laughs> many gamers, Class Part 2 is a masterpiece and a memorable marvel that'll go down in history. That's Neil Druckmann's legacy. That and the creation of one of the best game, t- game to television live action adaptations ever made. In a recent interview with a legit logical, logical speaking podcast, Druckmann took a deep dive into his longevity as a developer, comparing himself to Quentin, Tarantir- uh, Quentin Tarantino at one point, referencing the leg- legendary film director's goal of making ten major movies and then hanging up his clapper. Quote, I'm very <laughs> curious. I get, I get where it was Just going. In terms. I was. It's the. <laughs> <laughs> cut yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah <laughs> quote i'm very curious whether he sticks to that i think he will just he will just because he's been saying this for so long so i could see myself transitioning into something that's more low-key that still allows me to have a creative outlet but i've started thinking about how many more of these games i have in me and it's not that many end quote presently naughty dogs Naughty Dog is believed to be working on The Last of Us Part 3. Of course they are. In at least some way. Mm-hmm. But that's there. That's there. Nothing. But there's nothing concrete there. In uh, what was recently said by a Part 2 actor. That he's unaware of so much as a script existing for the project. But it has been said more or less that Neil Druckmann's got something cooking in the back of his head. And he's yeah. got a concept. And so forth. Dude, I want to back up real quick. Is to... Where did I see that? How many games he has left in him, right? I think is the biggest takeaway from this. So, when he... If you haven't watched the... uh, Grounded, that's what it was. It was Grounded, which is this documentary of them making part two. Dude, everybody looks exhausted. Like, Neil looks just spent. Right? He gets to this point, and he's like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And some of the people on the staff are interviewed going... I don't have it in me physically and mentally to be here till two in the morning. Right? Like those, oh. those are, it's, it's crunch time, right? Remember the, it's crunch. Nobody wants that to do was that. was back in the, the worst season of crunching. Yeah. We kind exactly. of got over that as an industry a little bit, but this was Hello. definitely back in those days. I haven't seen grounded myself. Oh man. It is, it is incredible. Obviously right. Being a big fan of the last of us playing the games, finishing the games, going back for the remake, going into no return watching the show like i'm hooked right i'm all in the fact that i don't have a statue behind me is actually a bit of a heartbreaker but that's another thing (laughs) either way to watch neil Druckmann discuss how the game is produced how it was made how exhausting it was you take a look going do we really need a last of us part three to be 30 hours long do we wrap it up yeah like when you go all the way back to his games of like not of uh, uncharted these are like eight hours 10 hours long i miss those games dude i miss where i can sit down a couple nights in i'm done the game and moved on where's when's the last game scott you beat in eight hours right that's a triple a considered to be triple a that you finished in in eight hours i don't think that's actually possible right now because everything we currently play is like 50 to 60 hours long if not longer yeah, that's a part of the industry issue as a whole and being unsustainable. We're seeing yeah. Neil Druckmann kind of, in his own way, explain a little bit of that. It gets exhausting to work out. Nobody wants to see these creatives put under that kind of crunch again. But oh. 
surely we, if we're allowing them to have the time to have the ability to create a last of us part three i think that needs to happen because that series needs to have a, a respectful bookend to it but yes, it does. Uh, you can't just do that at the expense of the people involved i I like what Neil Druckmann says about Quentin Tarantino because that's an interesting idea of having an established end goal. And that's where the finish line is. And after that, you're done. I think that's quite respectable. But he's quite the opposite of uh, Hideo Kojima. Where Hideo Kojima is just an open faucet. You cannot turn it off. (laughs) He's like, I I will never retire. Man, really? (laughs) All right, that's cool. Now I'll play your games constantly, and especially with this new stealth game. Whatever that turns out to be. But either way, it's one of those. Yeah, I would appreciate an explanation from him about <laughs> yeah, what it's supposed exactly. to mean. But <laughs> Yeah, tell us more. Tell us more. But it is obviously, you know, telling of the industry right now where people are just burnt out. They are exhausted because these games have gone from a 10-hour, 8-hour experience to now 30, 40, 50 hours, sometimes even longer. Dude, you get into Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Granted, Ubisoft has multiple, multiple studios versus where Naughty Dog is just one studio, right? But they do have... PlayStation mm-hmm. and Sony's help to kind of, you know, carry that further. We have, They have other studios there that come in to help clean up things and do other stuff and this, that, and the other. Where, where Ubisoft will put on, like, 10 studios onto one game. So when they get into Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I'm 150 hours, 160 hours in, and still a ton more to do. Like, I don't know if that's necessary. That's why I think I fell in love no. with Mirage so much, right? Because it was such a much more smaller, compact game. Still 30 I hours. I, you know I think I mean? that one was still... Was that handed across to a couple different Ubisoft studios? Oh, yeah, I believe that was more than one anyways. <laughs> yeah, sure but, was. <laughs> uh, thinking of uh, Neil and the issue there being... Um, these games are so important. They're such big sellers that it feels like... And I, I imagine he feels this too. It's just he has to do that. And if they don't yeah. do that, that could be it for the, the whole studio. That's really the atmosphere we're in right now. If, if you spend all this money and you don't create something that sells gangbusters, that's it. You could almost close the door. Yeah, it has to come out and it has to sell millions, right? You need to be the, the staple at the moment, right? You have to be the chart topper to make sure that you keep your studio lights on. And that's where you're starting to see all these cuts come in, right? PlayStation just laid off a ton of people, a ton of people, closing studios, laying others off, Insomniac. Uh, Gorilla, London Studios closed, Fire Sprite getting laid off, Naughty Dog hit with layoffs, right? Like, everybody is getting hit in the industry. Nobody is safe right now. It is such a scary time for a game developer. And it's unfortunate because you think of how well games themselves are actually doing. Dude, we're one of the biggest industries around. But then why can't we keep the employees going? Right? Like, yeah. what, what is the issue there? So, time will tell how much Neil has left in him. I, I would love to hear that he's like Kojima and never wants to leave, but I also understand that, dude, spending time with family is important. It is very, very yeah. important. It keeps you who you are. So it's something that he should be definitely taking care of and, and making sure that, you know, if you have kids, dude, they're only young for so long and then they grow up and then they're gone, right? They just move out, they get their own lives. And that's understandable. I'm talking from experience, right? Yeah. So it is definitely one of those things. Take it what you can, because your family might not necessarily always be there either. So, I don't know. We'll see. But at the end of the day, dude's Neil Druckmann. Dude's a legend. If he wants to retire tomorrow, hats off to him. But at the end of the day, <laughs> man, can't you just be like Kojima? Stick around, man. Don't leave us. 
<laughs> Maybe go work with Kojima. That would yeah. produce some very interesting ideas. I mean, nuts. <laughs> Scott, we can't be all that surprised, are we? GTA 6 devs asked to return to the office full-time for productivity and security reasons. Tom Ivan over VGC. Rockstar Games has reportedly requested the employees return to the office full-time as it approaches the final stages of development on Grand Theft Auto 6. According to Bloomberg, <laughs> yeah, I know it's getting closer. Oh, dude, <laughs> I can't wait. Rockstar head of publishing Jen Kolb told staff that company plans to end hybrid working for productivity and security reasons. Saying it believes there are, quote, tangible benefits, end quote, from in-person work. In September of 2022, hackers published an hour of GTA 6 development footage online, giving players their first look at the sequel to one of the best-selling games of all time. Uh, GTA 6 is not out yet, so I don't know how sure that works. But at, And last December, Rockstar chose to release the Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer earlier than planned after it was leaked online. Quote, making these changes now puts us in the best position to deliver the next Grand Theft Auto at the level of quality and polish we know it requires, along with a publishing roadmap that matches the scale and ambition of the game, Jen told the staff in an email. While the industry switched to remote work in 2020 due to the COVID pandemic, some studios have started walking back the policy. Scott, it only makes sense, dude, after a massive leak, the last thing you want to do is take that outside and risk further leaks of what is going to be potentially the biggest game in our industry in a very long time. Whatever holds the record right now, move over. Yeah, absolutely. This is not going to be a small drop in the pan. And they, you know there's already going to be leaks and being planned. Yeah. And if anything comes to light, it's going to jeopardize the what could be the biggest hype event ever. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense. Everybody's going to be beefing up security, and uh, Rockstar is no different. No, it's funny because Rockstar is not one to leak anything. So the fact that they got no. hacked and then leaked, I think the remote working from home thing had something to do with all of that, right? So they can oh, they, kind of keep that in-house and don't have to worry about it. It's a better move for them. They have a real villain to put up with this time around, too. The Florida Joker. <laughs> That's a joke, man. <laughs> Absolutely. The GTA 6 trailer racked up 90 million views in 24 hours. That tells you right there how big this game is going to be, right? Everybody's on it. We can't wait. Man, we've been playing GTA 5 for so long. Everybody's starving for the next GTA. And if it looks and runs the way it does in the trailer, wow. Wow. I think we're all in for one heck of a treat. Man, I come off of Red Dead 2 being overjoyed and over, you know, excited. And it only leads more into getting into GTA 6 and where that's going to lie. And, dude, we in for another 10 years? Probably, right? That's my guess. Probably. Oh, nobody does it like Rockstar. Definitely 10 years again. <laughs> Scott, there's some cool games out today, buddy. That'll keep us going for the weekend already, even though it's only Thursday. What are we playing? <laughs> that's right. We have Welcome to Paradise. That's PC, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series consoles. Hidden Winter Cats is on PC, and I have questions. <laughs> Robin Hood Sherwood Builders is on PC. Tamarack Trail is on PC, PlayStation 4, 5, Xbox One, XS, and the Switch. And Final Fantasy VII Rebirth releases today on PlayStation 5. That's right, Steve and I reviewed that one, so make sure you check out our review. That's right, it's over on our website, InsideTheGame.ca, and our YouTube channel, Inside the Game Official. Don't miss it.
And that'll wrap up today's show, everybody. Thank you for hanging out with us. As always, this has been ITG Daily, the show that brings you the hottest in gaming news each and every day. We'll be back again tomorrow. I'm Drew. That's Scott. And we'll see you inside the game.